Welcome to Taking the High Road, a podcast by Driver Reach in partnership with FreightWaves. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder of Driver Reach, a modern software solution at the intersection of recruiting and compliance. With over 20 years in the trucking industry, both on the carrier side as well as the vendor side, I bring a wealth of expertise around all things recruiting, retention, and compliance. And on this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insight to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges from recruitment and retention to the realm of regulatory compliance. Your positive feedback keeps us motivated. Don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on your preferred platform. Now, this week, I'm honored to be joined by an amazing female leader in the industry, a former lead ATA graduate, and the current chair for the TCA Refrigerated Group, who's been at the helm of her company for well over 20 years, Amber Edmondson, president and CEO of Trailiner Corp. So glad to have you on the show, Amber. Welcome. Good afternoon. Excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to delve into your inspiring journey uh, in the trucking industry, your leadership as president and CEO of Trailiner, your involvement in so many industry initiatives. Uh, given the current you know, climate that we're in, that was a, a reefer joke, uh, I'd like to hear how you're navigating, how you've uh, adapted. Perhaps you can share what, if anything, keeps you up at night. Uh, and I'm hoping we can also discuss your thoughts on the future of the industry as it pertains to the ever-present workforce challenges. And then lastly, we'll answer a question from one of our listeners during our Deeper Dive segment. Does that all work for you? Works for me. I'll let you decide where to start because that was a lot of questions <laughs> was, all in there. It was, a, it was a lot to unpack. We'll do what we can in, you know, 20-ish minutes. But uh, be, before we even uh, dive in there, though, as is sort of the custom, uh, I'm curious if you have any book recommendations for the audience. Is there anything that you've read recently that, uh, that's been impactful to you? Well, um, I don't get as much time to read as I would like, but as far as um, books are concerned in the business space, I like to read Brene Brown. So her most recent book, Atlas of the Heart, is, is a good one. Um, a couple of people at work are reading Dare to Lead right now. So I think that, you know, I, I enjoy her insight and uh, also listening to some of her podcasts as well. So. Yeah, that's a good one. Is Atlas of the Heart new? Is that a fairly recent book? It, it's been within the past year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. It may have been Dare to Lead. There's one more book uh, that I'm aware of, and I'm not sure which yeah. of those two I read. I can't remember uh, the third one, but you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure which of those I read, but I, I did read one of those, and that was really good. So good choice, and thank yeah. you. And now it's, uh, I'll add that to my uh, list of books to read. Absolutely. Um, so can you... Uh, if you would share the story of how you got started in the trucking industry and it what did it, did it begin with Trailiner or what, what's your journey? Yeah. So Trailiner, um, as is a similar story to many, uh, companies in the industry is a family company. So, um, my grandfather started the company in 1976, a couple of years, you know, before I was born, um, the running joke, my mom actually worked at the company when she was pregnant with me is that I've been there my whole life. Um, but, I came to work there in 1999 um, while I was in college to have, you know, a little bit more flexible work schedule. And, you know, to be really honest, it wasn't on my radar to stay there long term. Um, but as I've heard many people say, you know, about trucking, um, once it kind of gets in your blood, you stay there. So, I mean, my dad had had his own truck since I was about eight. So, you know, I was very familiar with the the driver lifestyle and, and things like that. And then the more I got um, involved in the company and the day-to-day -day business, the more um, it interested me. It's, as you said, once you get into it, it's, it's not like you want to get out, but it 
just pulls you in. I mean, the relationships, the 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 business, the fact that it's a twenty four seven, you know, uh, operation. You know, it's that just, was, definitely is. <laughs> and there's something um, attractive about that. I don't know, I, you know, because sometimes you think, "Hey, can I take a break?" But it's almost like because everybody's in that in that, in that same way, you have that camaraderie and the, you know, again, like I said, the relationship that you build, I know you've been active and engaged in a long time. We'll probably touch on that, but, um, but I'm sure you would uh, acknowledge that you've got, you've built relationships over the years that probably will last a lifetime. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. And part of the important thing getting out of coming and becoming involved in organizations is that networking and those relationships that you build. And it, you know, helps you in a myriad of ways, including when we're in you know, times like this um, that we're in in the freight market. Well, can you share uh, just for those who may not be familiar with Trailiner? Can you just share a bit about the company aside from uh, your grandfather starting it in 1976? Sure. sure, we're a long haul refrigerated truckload carrier. So we are located in Springfield, Missouri, and we primarily haul shipments back and forth between California and Arizona and the Mid Atlantic, and also some in the Midwest. We have some other regional lanes, but that's been our primary long-term business. Um, haul a fair bit of produce and um, protein, um, consumer health care products, and pharmaceuticals and things like that. Now, being at the helm for 24 years now. <laughs> I wasn't at the years. helm for 24 years. I've been at the okay. company for 24 fair, years. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But you've seen a lot. Definitely. Seen, I, I would imagine there's so many things. I mean, we con there's constant... Uh, uh, evolution in any businesses and in the in the environment that we operate in. I'm curious if uh, if you might maybe share your top two or three, you know, either innovations or evolutions that you've seen as your time as president and CEO. Well, I mean, just technology in general, where we've come from, from where I started at the business, where we, you know, had a literal file folder for every load, for every driver qualification file, for anything you can think of, there was a file folder for it. Um, to where now we're as paperless as we can possibly be in every area, including through the, you know, the DQ files that we keep mm -hmm. in driver reach and for all of our load information that we keep in our TMS that's up, you know, stored in the cloud, not in a file cabinet and, and all those things. So the technology has allowed us a company like us who isn't huge. We operate, you know, on a pretty lean basis when it comes to people in our office and uh, shop situations, technology allows us to keep up with those bigger companies um, because we're able to be a little bit more nimble than some of those when it comes to adopting some of those technologies. So I would say just technology in general. Well, and I know uh, safety is a, is a big deal. You've won a number of safety awards, and uh, I, I would imagine you'd be uh, pretty proud of. I'm, I'm just curious, uh, how important is that to your, to your company's culture and, and identity? Safety is the most important thing. You know, our, our drivers are out on the road day in and day out and getting them home safely and protecting the motoring public is, is number one priority. Um, obviously, it makes good financial sense on top of that. But the most important thing is, you know, the people and that, you know, our drivers are making it home to their families um, every time they come in and that they're safe out on the road. There is so much technology around that as well when it comes to, you know, things like automatic braking and adaptive cruise and, and all those things that, that are out there, um, cameras and, and different things to, to protect them while they're out on the road. Well, you, you mentioned that it makes good financial sense in addition to 
you know, obviously it's the right thing to do. And the fact that, you know, you genuinely care about the well-being of not just your employees and, uh, and, and drivers, but just the motoring public. But you'd be surprised how many people don't connect those dots and therefore don't make the investment in safety and, and, and compliance in their organization. It makes financial sense. I'm glad you said that. Oh, it does. Definitely. I mean, in the marketplace we've been in in the past, you know, seven years or so when it comes to insurance rates, um, just the financial impact that it can have to have a clean safety record is is not small. It is definitely um, impactful. Well, and you are active in a, in, in a variety of uh, industry associations, certainly um, a TCA. And I know Atri, where I had the honor of serving a couple of uh, stents on their research advisory committee, recently put out a study, uh, a report uh, identifying carriers, members that were members of state or national trucking associations were significantly safer than those who are not or who maybe once were a member. And so I think that's just another sort of, uh, I think, feather in the cap for the concept of being involved and engaged in the associations and that sort of thing, which um, that's not necessarily a question, but it might be a segue for talking about your experience with Lead ATA. I'm uh, honored that Driver Reach has been a sponsor of Lead ATA for years, ATA's uh, Future Leaders Program. And uh, I'm curious if maybe you could share about your experience as a, as a Lead ATA graduate and how it's influenced your leadership at, at Trailiner. Sure. Um, the American Trucking Association is a, a large organization. So for me, having the opportunity to be involved in LEAD as a small, mid-sized carrier, however you want to define those um, two different things, but we're not a big carrier. We're not coming into the room with, you know, 5,000 trucks or 1,000 trucks. Um, but having the opportunity to join LEAD and be able to learn a little bit more how I can get enmeshed in to ATA and to being on committees and things like that. But then like we talked about earlier a little bit or alluded to the the networking. Um, my class was at the time the largest class. I think there might be have been a larger one since then, but we were at 1819 class. Um, we had the most women up to that point as well. Um, I'm hoping that that uh, record will get broken and may have already last year. I, I can't remember for sure if they had seven or eight, but um, it's exciting to see that. But those relationships that were formed during that time, we still reach out to one another for um, as a sounding board for issues that we all face in our companies. So sure, we are friends too, and we talk about non-work-related things, but um, being able just to talk to another um, person about we're getting looking at new ELDs, we're you know having this issue with hiring, we're having you know whatever issue it is, and getting some feedback from them is um, so helpful. Um, the other things with you know with lead were, were nice, and it was a great experience that I would definitely have do again. But that networking and those ongoing relationships are the most important thing I got out of it. Yeah. And a couple of things there, there's a lot of folks that are, that go through that program that, uh, you know, in all cases, I think one of the things that you get to do in addition to just a, a, a immersive education uh, in the industry is also to see what happens on the Hill, right. You know, and, and being able to go and see how the government runs and, and who it's really run by, which is a whole bunch of kids, <laughs> smart, kids, true, smart kids, smart yeah. kids, 
I'll give him that. But uh, which is actually refreshing because the alternative is to be run by a whole bunch, a whole bunch of old people who probably, you know, very true, very are true. disconnected. But the other thing I would say, um, you made a comment about small and kind of mid-sized carriers. And there is this, I think, general misnomer that the American Trucking Associations is all about catering to the largest carriers in the industry. And I know, because I've been involved for close, well, for 20 years, that that's not the case. It may seem that way because they have a, a you know a bigger appearance and the name you know recognition, but there are plenty of small and medium sized carriers that not only make up the membership, but also leadership roles and chair, you know, um, and chair, you know, uh, through the, through the, through the chairs, through the process there. So, um, you know, for, for, for what it's worth for the audience to know, it's, they, there's definitely, um, they're very inviting for, for really all fleets. Cause you know, you've got the a pretty unified agenda is to make sure that trucking is protected from, uh, a lot of the, jackals that are on the hill that try to to do everything to you know take their pound of flesh and i think it's like anything else um you get out of it what you put into it um so there is you know some going to be some time sacrifice involved and if you're able to to do that and you know take the time to go to those committee meetings and attend your state's call in washington and do those things um there is a return on investment for you but you get like i said you get out of it what you put in yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, I think that's a, you get out of it what you put into it that, you know, I think that's a, a very appropriate statement and it covers so much related to, to the industry. And those who do that, by the way, are the ones that stick around and they're here for, for a long time. Um, being the chair, I, I mentioned earlier that you're the chair of the TCA refrigerated group this year, which by the way, this past year, uh, July, we were in, Park City, Utah, which was my first time there. And it was really cool. It's a fun time a year to go. Uh, it's beautiful, lots of outdoors things to do, but also uh, a lot of really good content and, and obviously very specific to that niche in, uh, in the uh, truckload world. Could you share maybe some of the uh, initiatives or projects that you're currently working on or leading as the chair of the group? Well, um, the main job for the chair of the refrigerated conference is to plan the upcoming conference. So we will meet in January as a, an officer's group to start that process. And our main goal, you know, really hyper-focused about three years ago, um, was just to improve the content and get its attendance up. Um, and we've had a lot of our vendor partners who've stepped up to help us do that. We've brought in a lot of good um, speakers and had a lot of good panels um, fr from executives from large companies, including the, you know, biggest two vendors for the refrigerated, um, units and different, um, large refrigerated carriers as well. So we're going to continue down that path of just making sure we're bringing the most timely information we can to the group who attends. Um, and it is very specific to refrigerated. Obviously it's the refrigerated conference, but that's the main, you know, job of the chair for for that conference is just to make sure that we're getting the information out to our membership what they need to hear when they need to hear it um and listening to their feedback and continuing to improve it each year on on the uh on TCA specifically um I'm really excited and have been for years since Jim Ward 
was uh, uh, announced, you know, a president of the group. I think he's a, a, a fantastic human being. But on top of that, I think he's brought along with his team just a, a renewed sense of energy. And I've felt that for years and it's and it hasn't been waning. It wasn't just a sugar high. You know, I think it's it's grounded. It's rooted in, uh, in and I'm excited about it. But I think if I'm not mistaken, is it and maybe it's too early to say this, but uh, I thought a rumor was anyway that the next <laughs> conference may be in uh, Vermont or somewhere it's in that region. Stowe, Vermont. Yep. It's Stowe, Vermont in July. And I don't have my calendar up since we're on the computer, so I can't give you the exact dates right now, but uh, it is in July in Stowe, Vermont. Yeah. That would be really cool. A nice location where, you know, if people want to spend a few extra days with their family, it's a, it's a good spot to do that. Yeah. Having a conference in July usually can afford that luxury. Whereas when it's in the fall, like, yeah. you know, in the middle of conference season, it's always in a nice place. But, you know, if you've got kids in school, that doesn't work yeah. out so well. It so, does not. No. Uh, you, you, we referenced, you know, the challenging time uh, that we're in right now. And that's, I think, I don't know too many people who aren't feeling it. I'm just curious, how has this, you know, current economic climate, how has that impacted you uh, at Trayliner? You know, have you needed to adapt or evolve in any way to sort of successfully navigate these challenging times? Certainly. Uh, this isn't the first, you know, down market that we've gone through. Um, we went through the a market in 08 and 09. Um, and for us, there was also a hard freeze in 2007, which affected the produce out in California. So this year is very similar to that in that for us as a produce carrier, um, there was a lot of too much rain in California. You can't ever make them happy. It's a drought. It's too much rain. But it um, really impacted the growing season in the Central Valley. So it was very similar for us uh, as it was back in 07 and 08. Um, so, yes, we've obviously had to adapt, tried to make um, as many sacrifices from the higher level that don't impact our employees. Um, we've made some changes in, you know, how we're going to replace some of our equipment and some different things like that. Um, but one of the things that has been most helpful for me is staying involved in, you know, my best practices group to be able mm -hmm. to get, you know, ideas from other people. What have they done? You know, what have they looked at? Um, and the best way, you know, to come out on the other side. Thankfully, we all came into this. Hopefully, you know, anybody who was doing what they should have been, you know, out of 20, um, 20 and 2021 should have come out of it with, you know, a little bit of a cushion. Um, so it's just about being a good steward of all what you do have as the, your business owner and protecting your employees as the best you can and coming out on the other side, which, you know, I'm hearing from different people is supposed to be sometime the end of the beginning of the second quarter or the end of the second quarter, somewhere in there. So as long as it's there's a light at the end of the tunnel that isn't a freight train headed for us, then I think that's uh, good news. <laughs> and especially when you say uh, end of the second quarter or, you know, beginning of the second quarter or something like that, as long as we know that we're talking about 2024. Yes. That would be helpful. They have <laughs> clarified 2024. <laughs> Correct. Well, we're all, we're all uh, hopeful for that, for sure. You mentioned real quick the uh, best practices group. Is that the TCA, the benchmarking group? Yes, I'm in a, one of the, uh, the TPP benchmarking groups, yes. Okay. So they have different ones for refrigerated, for dry, for brokerage, for, you know, different um, groups like that. And I'm in one for refrigerated carriers, obviously. But, but yeah, it's just helpful um, 
you know, you're looking at not just your financials, but your best practices. I mean, what are, what are you doing? And we will usually have meetings three or four times a year, depending on the group. Um, and it's focused on either operations or safety or, um, some other aspects like that. So we can really do a deep dive and, you know, get good ideas from one another. I think that's another testament to the benefits of, you know, uh, engagement in the industry, specifically through associations and also, you know, kind of the point about networking and the relationships that you build. Um, I, I think it's probably just for time's sake, it might be the, a good opportunity to get into the deeper dive question, which is a question from one of our listeners. And this is a question about uh, uh, the freight recession. It says, with the freight recession we're in, are you finding it easier to hire drivers now versus years prior? How's that been for you? Well, I definitely will say a few months ago, we noticed it loosened a little bit to where we were having a little bit of an easier time. but. Um, in the past month or so, definitely the quality of applicants we've been receiving hasn't been as great. And we're pretty picky um, when it comes to that. You know, you're, you're going to need to have a great driving record and, and all of those other things that go along with it. So we've definitely seen it um, shift a little bit over the past month or two. So I don't know um, if that's a trend that we're going to continue to see or how that's how that's going to go. We do have a training program. So primarily in those couple of months who we've been able to hire those trainees because some of the other applicants haven't been quite up to the level that we're looking to hire. And, and the advantage obviously of bringing in folks at that trainee level is you can teach them your way of doing things and not have to maybe try to correct old or bad habits. So there's definitely that, something to that for sure. There's definitely something to that. Well, I, uh, I really appreciate your time. Um, I look forward to seeing you at some upcoming events, uh, whether this year or early 2024. But uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Grateful for our, our relationship and uh, appreciate your, your passion and dedication to the industry. Thanks for having me. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you could submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And before you go, I'd like to share that DriverReach just launched our most valuable product to date, the DQ file checklist, to help carriers ensure without a doubt that they've got compliance buttoned up. Visit driverreach.com slash checklist to learn more. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road. And 